Welcome to The 100 Club. I'm Tom, that is Rich, and it is less than 24 hours since we released a video of retention rumours for The 100 2022. And lo and behold, as soon as we do that, they only go and announce the official retention <laughs> lists. Rich, have you been following the developments throughout the day? I have, Tom. I was very interested to see how much of it we got right and which bits we got wrong. And I'm glad to say that we uh, we mostly got it right, Paul, but uh, it's nice that we have the the proper retention list in front of us now so we can start to see how the tournament's going to shape up. We certainly can. We can. And I will pull those up onto screen in a moment. But if you are new here, uh, this should be treated as your go-to source for news about the 100. Uh, we release videos as and when we can. So if you like this sort of thing, then give us a subscribe. It would be much appreciated. And if you like a podcast, then feel free to join us. Find us on your average uh, podcast provider. But you're going to miss out on the screen display that I'm going to show up now. So it's it's filled out quite a lot. I think, from retentions. But at the same time, there's a huge number of questions that have been raised, I think. Um, I suppose the first one is there's three teams that haven't picked any, or retained rather, any overseas players at this point. Do you agree with that strategy? Uh, I think it depends on how successful you were last season. Uh, okay. I think some of the teams have decided that last year was an experiment and it didn't quite work out and they want to have another go. Um, so yeah, other... absolutely. So you know, Trent Rockets and and Southern Brave, who are in the top three, have only given themselves four draft picks as we go forward to the draft, which is on the thirtieth of March this year. Welsh Fire, pretty much seventh out of eight, seven draft picks. So they are having a rebuild, six draft picks with the spirit. I get that. The mitigating circumstances are before the first edition of the hundred last year. There was a mm. lot of churn in terms of the squads due to COVID. So players that had originally signed up the likes of David Warner, you know, Glenn Maxwell, uh, ultimately didn't come across um, to play in the tournament. Uh, David Warner was not retained by the Southern Brave. Glenn Maxwell has been by the London Spirit. And I think just that ability to draft more in terms of overseas players uh, makes sense uh, for teams to keep their, their slots clear if they weren't particularly you know happy with whoever they had last year. Although I would caveat that with, you look at the likes of uh, the Welsh Fire. They had Glenn Phillips last year, who was their leading yeah. run scorer. Uh, so a little bit surprised maybe not to see him him brought back in. But uh, no, they, they've obviously decided to go in a different direction. Yeah. One thing that every team has done is it's left uh, a pick available at 125k. So the first round pick for, for each of those teams is still there. So we are going to see some pretty big names appear, I think, in the draft on the 30th of March, right? Yeah, so the way this works is the top line, and apologies again for those listening on the podcast, the top line is centrally contracted players. So these are England players with test or Red Bull contracts, and they get allocated uh, amongst the teams without uh, a draft. Now, we had speculated about whether some of these players move around a little bit, but they have more or less gone back to where they were for the first edition. Then there's 14 slots below that each, and, and there's two two slots at each price band, which go from 125,000 all the way down to 30,000 at the lowest. And as Tom, as you rightly point out, each of the team has kept, you know, at least one 125,000 point uh, free. And the Spirit, the Fire and the Originals all have you know, both of their you know top paid slots free. So they can pick yeah. two players, each of those positions, the other five teams, just one. Yeah, just on the England contracted, clearly some of the teams have got two centrally contracted players. They just get an extra squad player as far as I can see. But clearly that will 
you know, less used to them for the sort of the mid to late period of the tournament when there could be some clash with the South Africa Test Series uh, that we're anticipating. The other thing they were meant to do, Rich, was retain or, or leave a space free at £30,000 in order to recruit a Vitality wildcard draft pick uh, in June. And it appears that London Spirit, Manchester Originals and uh, Oval Invincibles didn't get that brief at all because they've just kept last year's Vitality wildcard picks in Blake Cullen, uh, Fred Klassen and Jordan Cox. What's going on? Well, it's the three teams with Australian coaches have not understood the rules, <laughs> they would appear. <laughs> so, they, just haven't, they, haven't, they haven't been told. So yeah, the, yeah, the the, yeah. the letter to, to to Shane Warne, Simon Katic, and, and Tom Moody. Well, to be fair to to, to be fair to them, they've been very busy with the IPL mega auction, so they can't possibly. Uh, Not Shane Warne hasn't. <laughs> well, he's he's got other he's got other things on. He's a busy man. Yeah. Um, well, it didn't go it didn't go so well for Simon Katic, but that's a different story. So yes, anyway, yes, what indeed. we think is. What we think is they're going to have to either pay more for their wildcard draft pick, or there's going to be some sort of agreement to. I don't know how they're going to move someone else up into a higher pay bracket, and then the the wildcard pick will come in at thirty. They will have to take one. Yeah, let's not worry too much about the sixteenth squad player, shall we? <laughs> okay, well let's have a look at each of the squads how, by how turn good, then. How good is he at carrying drinks? That's what we want to yeah. know for the 16th spot you know there'll be some surprising players out there who is is this year's chris benjamin for instance but let's have a look at the squads in turn london spirit i think the big surprise for me is yes they've released all of their overseas players but they've taken back glenn maxwell but they've they didn't keep josh inglis why not i'm not really sure tom um inglis had a fairly good season for them uh, and there's still obviously one thing we sh- we should bear in mind is that there's still a possibility that each of these players could get redrafted by these teams. They don't necessarily oh. have to be retained by them. They also have a right to match option for players, which means that if one of their players they released gets signed by another club, providing they have that slot free, they are able to to, to match it. So my understanding is if if for instance you know the Southern Brave were to take Josh Inglis at 125,000 then the spirit would have the option to match it because they have that second slot free. So they do still have the option to to have him uh, should, should they should they want to keep him. Okay. Uh, another name that they might have a look at, maybe perhaps in a slightly lower price bracket, someone like David Visa. Uh, he played pretty well when he came in last year as well. Um, otherwise, um, plenty of work to do, but they've got some balance there. So we'll see how they get on. Welsh Fire then. What, what do you think? Again, released all of their overseas players. Yeah, decided to start again. Uh, they struggled mightily last year, both in terms of you know not getting the uh, the original raft of overseas players in. I mean, they were talking about uh, you know, building the team around Kyron Pollard, and then there was talk of you know he would play half the tournament. So they had you know Jimmy Nisham came in; he was going to play a couple of the games, and then Pollard never came at all. You know, Nisham played a little bit more. So they obviously decided you know let, let's let's just start again because you know we we banked on you know one strategy last year I and mean, if the if the star overseas player doesn't come then the whole thing doesn't work yeah. so maybe maybe they're going to go for a bit more of demo, uh, domestic focus i mean they're they're picking number 2 perhaps joe clark will still be on the board at that point you know the the the, the young knots opener yeah one thing that i find quite interesting when i look at the makeup of the draft picks here is compare london spirit and welsh fire with say oval invincibles hmm. you know oval invincibles still have six spots left but they're all at the latter half. Of their, Very bottom they're all sort of yeah. They basically kept the nucleus of the side on the highest salary, and they're, they're looking. They'll be looking to pad out with sort of cheaper, younger players. Whereas you know, sort of the, the fire, the, the spirit, and the originals, 
you know they've they've got their picks you know in those higher price range so they're really going to be loading up on either domestic talent or or overseas stars where does tom banton go tom uh, I think they might take him back, to be honest. That's kind of what I, I would like to see them do. I don't think he was dreadful last year. He wasn't on his best, certainly. Uh, I also think they might have a look, another look at Kais Ahmed. I think he was he was decent last year, so could be one of those overseas points. Uh, let's have a look at the Manchester Originals then. Um, clearly, Ollie Robinson has moved up into an England slot, which makes a hole for them. Um, but again, none of the overseas players returned. Carlos Brathwaite goes. He was captaining last year. Um, Lucky Ferguson and Colin Monroe also had some decent efforts um pretty similar to the welsh fire yeah i mean there's always this issue between white ball and red ball cricket quite a lot of it depends on what happens with the test side and joss butler mm. uh you know butler you know or johnny Bairstow for the welsh fire exactly exactly that's that thing yeah. you know, whoever's keeping for england you know takes away you know, from the welsh fire the originals um if butler plays the whole season then obviously he's the obvious candidate to captain keep wicket and open the batting and then at that point you know he probably opens with phil salt and then you've yeah. got the sort of you know th then you're looking at sort of you can use those 225 slots and 100 slots on some, some big hitting overseas stars and you know maybe maybe bring in a big bowler as well i mean they had shalab khan last year uh, yeah. as their overseas player who again couldn't make it because of the uh, i think he had conflicting interests you know could they get somebody like him again? You know, one thing to bear in mind is the international calendar is clearly packed and not all countries will be able to release players for the 100 this year. Yeah. Um, Nick Poran's another interesting one, you know, Tom. You know, yeah. They had him on the books last year. You, he just had to come off a very good uh, little series uh, in, in T20s in India. I think he's sort of had three three consecutive half centuries. So I think if he declares for the draft, he'll certainly be uh, uh, getting some interest. Yeah, he's starting to get rid of that sort of inconsistent tag just about now at the age of 23. Uh, would definitely be in the mix, I think, for a selection. Yeah, um, I think go on. He re he, after I declared him to be too inconsistent, he replied with you know three consecutive half centuries. Although, didn't get the team home, did you, Nick? No, <laughs> but he has picked up a big IPL contract, so maybe that'll uh, knock him into some yeah. form for the 100. Uh, moving on then to the Northern Superchargers. Um, they've kept... Uh, Fafta Plessy, which is clearly yeah. a big gain for them, didn't play much last year due to concussion. Um, and they've got some, they've got a really decent spine there Ben Stokes, Adil Rashid, Harry Brook, David Willey. Um, you know, where would you like to see some improvement? Well, I think probably in the pace bowling. Okay, I think maybe they look, you know, some, some genuine pace there, perhaps is a bit light. Uh, who could they go for there? I mean, maybe the likes of sort of a uh. A Kagiso Rabada, perhaps. You know, yeah, he Kigiso makes himself Rabada, available. Yeah. You know, could be interesting. Also, Wahab Riaz, know, maybe someone like that. Yeah, something like that. And maybe, maybe the, uh, to open the batting, uh, Quinton de Kock will be available. Maybe he can fill that 125 slot. Uh, so I think yeah. that's. But, but, but again, as I agree with you, I, th I like it's their it's their middle order looks pretty strong. I mean, they were yeah. they were only team to uh, hit 200 last year. And you know Harry Brook. This is the summer for him to kick on, right? And really sort yeah, of announce right. himself as a as a the heir apparent to 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 a slot in the England middle order. Yeah, I don't think they'll bring back either Majibur Rahman or Chris Lynn personally, but we'll see. There are options out there um, on the Oval Invincibles. Um, again, uh, no overseas players there, so that's the likes of Sunil Narine, Tabre Shamsi, Colin Ingram. Um, but as you say, they filled themselves up at the top with some fairly big names, you know, some experienced, you know, 
good pros up there. Jason Roy, Sam Bennings, Tom Curran, the Curran brothers, in fact, Sack Mahmood in good form. Um, what are they going to do with the overseas situation then? I think it's an interesting one because you're, you, you're right. They have three overseas slots, but they're also relatively lower um, uh, lower value with the exception yeah. of that 125 pick. Does that mean they go associate nation with some of those lower ones? They did try and get Sandeep Lamasheng in, mm. in the last round. Uh, I'd see him back. Could, yeah, could they try and get him back in? You know, home office <laughs> permitting. Uh, yeah. Maybe sort of some of the uh, the Afghan talent we've seen recently. You know, maybe Mujib ends up there or, or Case Ahmed if the Welsh Fire don't take him back. You know, he, he could probably do a job at that that slot as well. Yeah, or you might see someone like Paul Sterling, uh, who's indeed he's fallen out of the Southern Braves setup. Uh, did really well for them last year, though. Yeah. Um, Moving on then to the, the big three, as they were last year, Trent Rockets, um, pretty similar. They've only given themselves four draft picks, as it stands. Um, and Rashid Khan, the big name, obviously retained. March and Delanger stick there, along with that Nottinghamshire core that they really have used to great, uh, um, to great success. I suppose the question is, probably not Darcy Short on the draft, you would think. And if so, who else might they take with the 125k? I think they will look to replace Darcy Short. They'll go with an overseas bat of some mm. description. Um, but we'll, we'll need to see who declares himself you know, available for the draft uh, coming up on 30th of March. But for me, that's probably uh, an overseas opening bat. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe a Quinton de Kock, maybe David Warner if he, if he makes himself available. Yeah. I think I think that they're, they're a good shout. David Warner is where the, the name I had in my head, but we'll see. Um, Birmingham Phoenix-wise, um, they've retained Adam Milne, um, who we had a great chat with last year, of course. Imran Tahir, though, not returning, despite his hat-trick heroics. Um, and we'll be spared Dom Sibley. I know you'll be very sad about that, Rich. Well, we don't know that. Dom Sibley could get drafted. <laughs> he could, but he won't. <laughs> yeah, never say never. Uh, who knows what the Phoenix will come up with? Uh, I know that, uh, well, we had a good chat with their, with their strategist, Dan Weston, uh, before last year's tournament. He's a big proponent of, you know, boundary hitters, you know, players with power, players who can find the rope variety. So, you know, it'll be somebody from that that uh, that ilk that they'll be going for. Uh be interesting to see. Picking down at seven, they might have to sort of readjust their strategy a little bit, depending on who's still on the board uh, down yeah. there. Well, they could turn the nine players that they've got out right now and do quite well, I think. So, yeah, some yeah. Uh, some fine-tuning, or call that one, as is the case for the Southern Brave. Um, th they appear to have a, a strategy that looks like selecting people that the England selectors won't pick, which is pretty safe as a selection theory, If you, you know, because if England are picking them, they can't be any good, right? I think the strategy is more or less, uh, we won the tournament last year, so let's pick the same team and do yeah. it again. I am, of course, um, being harsh as well on some players who have actually had good success yeah. in England, but not in and, the Red Bull game. And God bless Tim David, because, you know, he's he's yeah. got enough money from the IPL. He'll take, he'll take 50 grand to come and hang out in Hampshire for a month. Very pleasant it will be, does, too. He doesn't need any more. That's, a, that's enough for Tim. Yeah. Good on him. So, I mean, I don't know quite how they managed it last year, but they seem to have a non an ever-ending list of overseas players on the books at some point. Colin de Grantham, Andre Russell, Devon Conway, Quinton de Kock, Paul Sterling. Um, we'll see, actually, though, Marcus Stoinis back and Tim David. But, you know, are they are they going to just turn to Quinton de Kock again? Uh, I think they would like a left-handed opener. Okay. So we'll see. I mean, that, that was their strategy, wasn't it, all the way through? 
uh, and whoever got injured got simply you know, replaced with a with light for like. So I think if if they don't get the cock, then Conway could work as a as a replacement, and I think they could probably get Conway at fifty. Yeah, yeah. Well, I expect he'll be in the country, um, yeah. doing doing his thing. So he's a good option. He's a really a great option, really. And we'll fingers crossed, hoped to see some of Joffre in that in that green uniform as well, doing what he does best, which is bowling very very and fast. And the nice thing the Brave have is, you know, because they have such a settled side and they were so successful last year, you know, those two bottom slots, they can, they're really a flyer. They can afford to pick some exciting youngsters, give them a taste of the tournament and think about, not even really think about using them in 2022, but, you know, beyond. I, I, I'd imagine the likes of Archie Lennon might, might end up there again. He had a little spell with the club last year and I think they might bring him back in again. Yeah, uh, I had a good breakthrough season last year. Um, but you know, another one who can build throughout 2022, definitely. Um, Rich, any sort of closing thoughts on where we're going to go now up to the draft on the 30th of March? Who are you excited for? I'm excited to see which overseas stars make themselves available for the draft. Mm. Um, I, I know the international calendar is so busy. I would like to see a variety from that throughout the cricketing world, not just sort of Aussies and Kiwis. I'd like to see players from the subcontinent making themselves available. Mm. Um, you know, we had Wahab Riaz in last year's edition, but I'd like to see some more of the Pakistan team if they could make it. And the Hasalanka, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'd love to see some of those guys as well. So mm. I think the key thing is, you know, let's keep our uh, our ears peeled, uh, our eyes peeled, maybe, and our ears <laughs> open. <laughs> <laughs> and, and um we will uh be back to preview that draft and maybe even do a mock draft what do you think tom i think we should, probably should do that rich uh in the meantime if you've got some good ideas about how you'd like your team to build itself up when it comes to the draft and what you think about those retentions generally let us know in the comments down below uh, we'd love to hear from you um we can find us on Instagram, on Facebook as well. Links all down in the description. Uh, and make sure, please, just to hit that like, hit that subscribe, and do us a favour as we will continue to follow this tournament as uh, we head towards its start in early August. Rich, it's been a pleasure. Cheers, Tom. Have a great night. Mm -hmm.